Your day has just begun. Yeah. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Yeah. Hashtag Utah Jazz. I know we're playing Memphis and then Minnesota, and that's about it. And that's really all I care about, what we do next game. I and mean, I care that we compete because that's how we get better. And we didn't compete the first portion of the game, and then we competed like crazy. I mentioned Mike. We had guys that dug in. So both can be true at any given time. It's a game of mistakes. There's going to be breakdowns, but it's what you do with them and how you respond to them. You know, we can't have stretches that bury us like that or may come back and steal one. But to the extent that's something that we fought, I think we've made progress there but we need to make more that's Quinn Snyder obviously talking about the Jazz last game now they got on the road at Memphis Memphis is ahead of them but you know if they lose it's no big deal just game 70 game 70 don't don't even keep the score you guys don't talk about the score tonight I'm Tim McComb sitting in with me he does jazz uh, radio I don't it doesn't matter everything's okay that's what you that's what you and Jake Scott have been selling me for weeks and I'm, not, I'm buying it. Well, I appreciate the fact that you're buying it. And it's great to be with you Yeah, this and, and then when I get done with that, uh, there's a load of crap on sale. I'm going to go buy that, too. Yeah, it's just two blocks <laughs> down. Two blocks down, second south. Actually, you it's should. coming right out of my mouth. <laughs> uh, yeah, Because, well, man, I don't see them winning tonight. I hope they do. But Gobert with the left calf strain, the mild left calf strain, this is going to be his third game, right? Both Phoenixes. They set out the last portion of the Warriors and then both Phoenixes. And now the Grizzly game. Mitchell and Trent Forrest are listed as questionable. I think it was Locke who said last year everybody who was listed as questionable did play. And we all want to see Mitchell get back out there. Just for no other reason, the entertainment value. He's an entertaining player. And it'd be fun to see him with Morant. I got a scary thought for you. Share. John Morant flying through the lane with no Rudy Gobert. With the greatest of ease. <laughs> and no Rudy Gobert. That's a scary uh, thought. Whiteside, buddy. Have you seen that guy's giddy up and his motor? I saw him uh, blast a guy last game <laughs> in a pretty <laughs> crucial moment. Yeah, I'll just worry about myself. I'm mad, so I'll just run over someone, get an offensive foul. He took Bojan out, too. It was a double. He, he took, took three dudes out. He took out. three dudes out. Yeah. Well, actually himself too because he's didn't he left the game yeah he got himself out of that game three birds with one Hassan there's a white side and a wrong side nice well that was the wrong side I expect him to just man he just plays like his hair's on fire doesn't he there's a white side to live and be happy it's by choosing the right yeah every I, day. Make, make sure you emphasize right rather than white white side I know but we live in a time you, you know just be careful that's all I'm telling you so we'll see what the Jazz do tonight. And if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. But do you want to be white? That's for another time. <laughs> <laughs> You're trying to walk me right. This is just like when I was coaching. You try to walk me into saying something stupid, aren't you? As long as you go and spoil it all by saying something stupid like "I love you," then it's okay. <laughs> It's like he's a, a lounge singer at 7 a.m. It's so great. It's time to go, man. Ain't no point in doing it at 10 a.m. I'm done. <laughs> Nobody can hear you. Right. 
Now's my chance. And your wife, she's heard it for years. <laughs> she's got uh, internal headphones on at all times. Do the Jazz win tonight, PK? I just said I don't think so, man. Yuck. <laughs> Ooh. I'm going to say yes. Really? Yeah. Well, I'm going to bring you the truth as I see it. Uh, I just have to decide whether they're going to score 111 or not. That's well, my shtick. Okay. Well, get uh, that Arby's. 21 and three. I don't know that uh, that they will, but we, you know, and their guys hurt. Or I mean, we're going to hear about that at length tonight, I'm sure. So, uh, and we assume Memphis is at full strength, even though they're not. But we never worry about that. It's always our guys. So, hey, time to rise up, man. This is game 50. No better time hey, we than have, now. We have 20 more games to get this right. Yeah. As I tweeted last well, a couple weeks ago, man, it just better be gangbusters on game 70. That's all I got to say because we've been talking about game 70. It's like it reminds me when I was uh, waiting to get my driver's license at 16. All hell was going to break loose the morning I turned 16. Of course, I didn't have a car, but what the heck. I thought when I turned 16, man, I got the world by the tail. Look out. PK's on the road. And? I didn't have a car, so I was I, I, nothing happened. But did your attitude change or, or something? It got worse. Okay. <laughs> That's typically what I've, I've experienced with my kids. In teenage years, they, they go through a, a lobotomy of some sort, a virtual lobotomy. I got you. Yeah. They're smarter than you for about three years, and then they come out of it and go, what happened? My wife's a teacher, and she said the principal, what happened? The principal told her one time that he sends his kid to uh, high school in Utah County. I don't remember which one. And he said, yes, it's the smartest school in the nation. And she says, well, why do you say that? He says, because my daughter thinks she has all the answers. <laughs> There's no doubt. I was so smart at 19. I had the uh, world figured out. I did, and I still don't. I even well, I don't it. now. Once I, I became a parent, uh, it all went to pot. The older you get, the dumber you get. Wish I didn't know now what I didn't know then. I'm running against the wind. All right, that's your jazz. Thanks, Let's move on to the NBA. Hashtag NBA. Out top the Yang. He fakes. He goes to Embiid. Joel with five to shoot on the baseline. Euro step. High arcing bank is good. Embiid sidestep Westbrook. Took one large step to the left, which gave him an angle off the glass. He banked it in. Wiggins outside. Thompson three. Oh, he's a fame thrower. Thompson has knocked in five threes, and this crowd loves it. That was knocked away by Town. Shot clock at six. Curry, three. And he's messing with him now. He's gone six of ten from three. Couple of big games to watch last night. The 76ers behind Joel Embiid. Joel. Joel. I don't know. I mean, I, that's what I said. Do you like Daniel House yeah. or Joel Embiid? Right. I like Joel. Or Tim LaCombe. Joel, 26 points. Without LeBron James, he's got a sore left knee. He don't play. Anthony does, though. I think Anthony had 31. I can't get enough of the Lakers losing. Like, I'd love it. I love everything about it. I can't get enough of the Lakers losing. But I could have told you that was going to happen when the roster was completed with Mr. Westbrook. It just oh, was a bad fit, dude. Westbrook, he, he is he is, he is the coaching version of uh, Frank Vogel, huh? Everybody dumps on him. You're as cold as ice. You heard about that deal, didn't you? Former? Sacramento? Yeah. 
Every time Westbrook missed a shot in Sacramento, they played cold as ice over the top of the. So they played it like 26 times. And then the NBA told them, yeah, don't do that ever Don't do that ever again. 1980, I saw Forner. So today when he has a bad take, which is about every two minutes, we hit cold as ice. You know, I could throw you out of here. Oh, that's true. I saw Forner, 1980, the Las Vegas Convention Center. My ears rang for five days after. I saw him out here a couple years ago. They were still... Yeah, but that's not Forner. Well, there's a couple of foreign pieces to the <laughs> once foreign. I seen them when they were other uh, the ridge, not this you know conglomerate deal, not the super group. Yeah, come on, that was that. Was called Tony from. Uh, uh, that was not. That was not foreigner. This was foreigner. And then the Warriors, Steph Curry, Clay Thompson combining for 52. Yeah, they're pretty dang good. They're there gonna be go. a problem. Oh, for sure. Yeah, no doubt about it, man. Kaminga's coming on. Still haven't got the wise man left. He's left. Uh, he hasn't come back. I don't know what he's going to do this year of anything. But a couple of young pieces down the line, and Kaminga's looking pretty good. And what's this? Uh, Joel Embiid stepped in to pay the fine for New Orleans Pelicans two-way guard. Jose Alvarado, they were both assessed a technical foul for their spat. MB told reporters he would pay the fine because I just like his energy. He plays hard. He competes. Even when he picked up the tech, he wasn't backing down. He didn't pick up the tech. He didn't back down. I respected that. I liked that about him. I just felt like the least I could do because I made him pick up a tech. And he doesn't have as much as the other guys in the league. I just felt that when he was on me, I didn't want him to lose that money because I'm sure we all need it. Ooh, Joel making $31.6 million. Oh, my on. And Alvarado's still making four hundred and sixty-two thousand. I mean, he's just a popper in the league. But yeah, yeah relative to thirty-six, thirty-one million. Oh, oh man! No. You know what's crazy? I, I I was taught this at a young age, and what? stuck have with friends me. who have money. Yeah, so was I. That too. Uh, <laughs> no, you just you know married for money. Yeah, Joel, <laughs> Joel Embiid, Joel, and Alvarado were playing the same game. Mm-hmm. It's just the color of the chips are different. Oh, I you gotcha. know, one's at a table that uh, is high stakes. Yeah. And the other one is uh, just kind of picking up the scratch. Do you think any of the Jazz players said, I'll pay uh, Whiteside's fine on that tech? Because he plays hard, man. He competes every play. I'm going to – how much? Let me let me give you some money here, Hassan. You, play, you, you just play like it's your last play in life. You just lay it out there every single time. Think anybody said that? No. Okay. All-star starters. How about this, man? Nobody from Phoenix, but the Warriors get Steph Curry and Andrew Wiggins. Come on. The Suns get nobody? My Suns get nobody? See, he's... he's Blame the fans at large. He's claiming Arizona again, people. (laughs) This is a joke. Does anybody care about this? This stupid popularity contest? No, I hate it. I absolutely hate the way they do this. Yeah. John Moran, I'm I'm okay with. The yoke man, Jokage. And then on the other side, DeRozan, Trey Young, Joel Embiid, and Giannis Antetokounmpo. You know, it was Giannis Antetokounmpo. Yanni? Yanni, yes. Why is it G there, man? G Antetokounmpo. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. So we'll find out about the reserves. The same, and Durant and LeBron are the captains. So that means Mitchell will be picked last. And then people will start, see, see, small town, man. He's got to get out of there. 
Rick Buecher writing it yesterday. You see Rick Buecher? I'll tell you a Rick Buecher I didn't know story. Rick Buecher was still around. Oh, he's still around. He didn't go nowhere. He just moved. That's all. I got something to say about that, and I'll say it here soon. Let's get to college basketball, because that was certainly a highlight. Hashtag college basketball. Pipes off the inbound play. Three is good, and we got a one-point game. Straight-up defense for Santa Clara. Barcelo working his way to that elbow area. No good. Traore with the rebound. Putback is good. The freshman puts BYU up by three with 15 seconds to go. One and one free throws for Spencer Johnson with no timeouts. One-point game, and he knew he missed it. He followed his own miss and committed a lane violation. He knew, and he left too early. So here we go. 6.5 on the clock. Williams with the catch. Williams is going to go into the lane. The floater is good! 0.7 seconds. BYU heaves it up. The celebration is on as the shot doesn't go. And at the buzzer, Santa Clara beats BYU 77-76. Oh, my gosh. They had like an 88% win probability with 15 seconds to go. Hit 90 with six seconds to go. And they lost the game. BYU went Cody Barton. Cody Barton after the Holiday Bowl. We bleeped the bed. We bleeped the bed. (laughs) Utah linebacker. Oh, my goodness. I'll tell you what, that one will leave a mark. Oh. That one hurts. I left my heart in Santa Clara. I did, too. It was uh, three years ago, and I've never been the same. In Santa Clara. It's close to San Francisco. 40 miles, you know. Right next to the, the 49ers. You can uh, see the stadium from the hotel and the campus. Uh, uh, the hotel, yeah, if you stay on the uh, east side of the 101 there, but then Santa Clara's just right there. In fact, that, that is the city of Santa Clara. That was one of my great walking spots when I coached in the WCC. It was typically a lot warmer than Utah. Yeah. And I really did quite like dr- walking around out there. But I, uh, we only lost there. We lost to Santa Clara one time. So I think that's the second time in all the history of the WCC that BYU's lost to Santa Clara. Is that the first Pope team to gag in the WCC? Uh, probably. <laughs> that was the it was their first trip to Santa Clara since 2018. I mean, they're a decent too. team. They're Q2, right? And That's a Q2 team. Herb so not like is just Mr. Charisma. He's got a good team, though. I liked his size. I like the big guys. Uh, but regardless, that's irregardless. a game. Irregardless. They're, you're up four yeah. with 46 seconds, and the thing that'll eat those coaches alive is you figure out a way to get the ball in Alex's hands and the game's over. You're up uh, four with about 15 seconds to go. It's 15.5 to go. Yeah. They're up four. They give up a three on an inbound where they didn't go after the shooter. So. That was P.J. Pipes, yeah. which has got – he's got to have one of the better names. I would be a big-time weightlifter if I was P.J. Pipes. Well, I want big-time clutch guys, and they gag at the free-throw line. What do you think of the long – the pass down the court, yuck? I thought he was Jimmy G. Yeah, that's Jimmy G overthrow right there. Yeah, Santa Clara Except, connection. Uh, you know. It ain't got uh, the problem is with, with Samwell Jimmy G. That thing gets tipped uh, and goes Ayuk. in the basket or something. Samwell, he wasn't throwing to Samwell. What's his name? Debo. Yeah, Samuel. Debo Samuel. Oh, I thought it was Samuel. Debo. No, it was Joel. 
Oh, I see my L's Joel off. All Embiid, I know is Debo the Cougars Samuel. got out of there with an L, and that's all that matters. It's true. And they could have opened up a, a little bit of a lead over San Francisco, but St. Mary's with the stunning comeback. I mean, I live. I, I One of the, my great regrets is just not being able to follow West Coast Conference basketball in two seasons. Yak, tell me this. Where does that put things in the standings? BYU still firmly well, in, yeah they're in second yeah they're in second place nothing changed yeah if you look at the most metrics it didn't affect yeah. them last night but you don't want too many more of those no I mean you, you lose to the former home of Kurt Rambis and Steve Nash there you go that's and Dan Pastorini when he used to play football it's not did had Dan Pastorini play at Santa Clara D- do I not speak English didn't I just say that well I didn't know that that's a great find. <laughs> I loved his hair. <laughs> he had kind of that uh, Aaron Rodgers hair before it was cool. But no, that was a tough loss, man. That was a brutal loss for it's the a Cougars. Joke. I can't. I, I'm not going to tolerate it. Weber State with a nice win over Northern Colorado. They moved to eight and one in the Big Sky. Good for them. Randy Ray got it going on. Uh, and Southern Utah gets a nice win at Portland State in OT, no less. And UVU put six guys in double figures. And beat the Chicago State Bulldogs 101 to 87. I've been to Chicago State. Majerus took a, a team. Oh, that's there. right. The Chicago State. The 1993. I think, I think that was the, the really tough stretch of Cardinal Stretch at home. I think yeah. Chicago State on the road. And and we were there, and they they have a West Coast Conference gym. And uh, underneath the basket. It would be like a high school where you got the doors underneath the basket. And uh, they had a jazz band playing. And the jazz band was all awful. It was awesome, awesome I should say. Awesome. The team sucked. <laughs> <laughs> and we're in there, and I'm writing up the story. And Bruce Woodbury, the old SID, is there. And their SIDs, well, what'd you think of our team? And Woody, such a kind-hearted soul. I'm thinking, you guys suck. So, I, I, I really liked your guards. <laughs> That's what Woody said. Yeah, I used to. I used to have lunch. With, or we'd always yeah. Mark Croft and myself when I was a manager and Woody. We'd go find what uh, just kind of obscure places to eat, and I'd always hear, "We gotta get back. <laughs> Rick Scott gonna be happy." Yeah. You know, he had that gravelly voice. Oh, he did, he did. And yeah. the sweetest heart of all time. Yeah, I spent years on the road with those guys, eating many, many dinners at quarters in New Mexico when they would fight over who gets the last rib because we'd order like a 30, uh, 36 rib plate deal. Yeah. They're well, great, and I know how you memories. media guys are, too. They're, they're, they're dividing it in three with the tip, making sure everybody pays their fair share. Well, I was on a company, man. I you just threw it. Yeah, I didn't I care. This. Whatever. Guys, I got this one. <laughs> In fact, the McCarthy brothers got this we one. We had great times, for sure. I miss those guys dearly. Uh, two legends in their own field, Bruce Woodbury and Bill Markoff. Before we jump out of college basketball, I had to do the panel yesterday. And the question on the panel was, does BYU lose a game before Utah wins a game? And, the answer and yes. I said no. I thought BYU would... I thought Utah would either beat Washington or Oregon State, and then BYU has Gonzaga, and we deal with that next week. But yeah, unfortunately, tough loss. They happen. Who's wrong? I'm just glad I woke up this morning, and I don't have any responsibility. No, you know I'm clear. I, I did have some PTSD. On I that woke idea. up this morning with a wine glass in my hand. Who's wine? What wine? Where the <laughs> hell did I dine? Let's move on to the NFL. 
Hashtag NFL. Yesterday, Sean McVay was asked if you're in his head and not going to ask you the clunky question, but do you sort of enjoy that he has to answer that question right now? Not really. I think that's, I mean, I think it's kind of silly. I mean, I think a question like that is just giving Sean and myself way too much credit. We're coaches. Watch what's going on on that field and some of the players out there and the people that are competing and uh, think that it's about Sean and I. I know he doesn't feel that way and he knows I don't feel that way. So, you know, the entertainment of this business is cool and stuff because it brings a lot of fans and um, brings a lot of money for everybody. But I think that's kind of pretty ridiculous. I don't give coaches that much credit. Mm, I sort of agree. I kind of agree. Ultimately, the players have to decide if they're going to make the plays or not, and they got to get it done. All right, we've got the AFC Championship game Sunday. Bengals and Chiefs. I'm taking the obvious pick, Chiefs. And then right after that, about 4.30, the Niners and the Rams. Now, Lincoln Kennedy's going with the Niners. He surprised me because I'm going with the Rams, so who knows. But I'm uh, going the opposite of you on both of those. You're going Bengals and Niners? Yeah. Both road teams? We're going to have a repeat of 80-something. The Niners' first Super Bowl champion, 40 years. To the hey, Boomer Sion, it's us Sion. And can I just door. say that I've got a pet peeve? They already did, so it's too late. Fire away. I hate, and I'm sorry, Yach, because you fit right into this category. The, the, Niners, the Niners fans. Me too. They all played basketball. No, no, no. you? The Niners fans <laughs> who are... I'm just a fan because of Steve Young. <laughs> I, my, I grew up liking the Niners because I liked watching Brother Young sling it. <laughs> What's wrong with that? That just bugs me. Jerry Rice was really darn good. Well, dude. he was, but you William liked, you liked the Niners because of Steve Young. Ronnie Lott, greatest sure. safety in the that's history it. of the game. That's, the, that's why you like that. Jesse Cipolo. I stuck with the Niners to the 2000s. I can tell you I've know, been around for a long time. I know, but it's all because of the legacy of Steve Young. And Joe Montana. No. I'm old enough. And Jeff Garcia. No, I know. Joe Montana is one of the greats, but people around here so love Steve the Young. Niners because of Steve Young. Okay. It bugs me. I'm just, I really enjoyed watching Steve Young play. Go win the ship. Let's go. He was so entertaining. But I am picking them this week in honor of Steve and all the yeah. viewers. I like the Rams better, but Cougars. we shall see. NFL coaching carousel. We talked about it yesterday. Nathaniel Hackett. Now, I like this. Kyle Shanahan, whose dad was a coach. Sean McBay, whose grandfather was uh, a front office guy, and Nathaniel Hackett, whose father coached at SC. My father was a janitor, so I had no chance to make it in the coaching business. Uh, and the Bears are going to hire Colts DC Matt Eferblis. I don't know. And Mike McCarthy told he's going to return for the Cowboys, and Roethlisberger hanging it up right into the Hall of Fame faux show. All right, that's what's trending, and it's brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. There's no job too big or too small. Get the personal touch with Shamrock Plumbing. You can call them at 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing, 295-1690. Mr. Locke and all his basketball knowledge will join us in about a half hour. And we got a lot of stuff to cover. we got to cover the Jazz. Another report that I talked about, Donovan Mitchell. They are a first-round exit from him going to New York. Oh, my own Tom Homo spoke to the media. Well, uh, I was there. She spoke to me. There were some other people who were there, too. Uh, but uh, you know, we got some highlights of that. We got a lot to get to. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone. 
This is Jake Scott and Ben Anderson. So I'm the argument that good teams don't lose six out of seven, and you're arguing that bad teams don't almost go undefeated in December. And they're both, I think they're both accurate. So I think we are trying to get a gauge on what this Jazz team is. Now, to your point, the Jazz were healthy when they were winning games. But if the Jazz are are asking questions to themselves, is what can I get for Joe Ingles, and do I have to parlay any more to get what we actually need? To get better. Agreed. Here, Jake Scott and Ben Anderson every day from 10 to noon on 97.5 1280 The Zone, powered by kslsports.com. Hot Takes Your Totes is brought to you by Zero Res. Zero Res is the only carpet cleaner for a smarter, lasting clean. Zero Res patented processes use only water to clean, meaning no crunchy carpets and a spot-free carpet that is safe for the whole family. You can schedule your carpet cleaning by calling 801-288-9376, 288-ZERO. Or you can book online at ZeroResSaltLake.com. If you're up north, it's ZeroResDavisWeber.com. All right, Jazz got a game tonight. My man Mitchell is coming back. Is he only coming back for a short time, though? Tim Lacombe sitting in for DJ. DJ will be back on Monday. Uh, I am getting so sick and tired of hearing how he's going to leave. And yet we got it. We got another one. Rick Buecher. I'll tell you a quick Rick Buecher story. What rhymes with Buecher? Uh, Puker? <laughs> I guess it. I guess it do. He makes me sick. Ooh, physically ill. I want to puke. So he used to be... Because of puke. San Jose Mercury News, and I've told this story many times. And I'm working at the Tribune. It's a Saturday night in the spring, and I'm working at Death Shift, and he calls me. And I'm covering the Utes for the Watchdog back then. And so he calls me at the office. I'm going with it, man. I'm going with the story. Okay. You go. The story was that Rick Majerus was going to take over as coach of the Golden State Warriors. And and by this time, you know, my first couple years on the beat, oh, I was chasing down every single rumor. Pittsburgh. He was rumored to be Pittsburgh, so I'm chasing it down like crazy. And it was way harder in those days because you just didn't have the internet at your fingertips. And I'm calling every place. I think I finally get him at a hotel somewhere and who knows where. He answers the phone. Oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> uh, coach, yeah, there's a lot of reports that George doing the Pittsburgh job. I mean, he got hot. And, and I thought, all right, this is stupid. After, as the years rolled on, the, this guy's, a, when the season ends, and he lives in a hotel by himself. So, yeah, he talks to everybody and her dog. And one, San Diego State, the press release was already written. USC, he was, actually was there for a minute. Yeah, yeah, and then then he had to he had to back out because you know health reasons, nothing to do with the fact that he couldn't take the coaches off the road and or off the team and have them recruit so they can get better for next year. So the things that he thought he was going to be able to do, they said no. That had nothing to do with it. That one, it was health. Yeah, that one, I got a, I, I was on my my birthday's in December, so I went out for a birthday dinner. And I come back. You don't have cell phones then. Guy who now works at ESPN. He's on ESPN all the time. Good friend of mine. He's covering basketball for them. <laughs> and he says, that all I got, so he already had the USC press conference. So I click on the answer machine. You're not going to believe this. Call me. That's all he left. All he said. I thought, the guy's resigned already. 
And sure enough, he resigned. <laughs> this was the same guy who, in the summer, now this guy, I knew him, I worked with him down in California, and he'd actually been here in my house in Sandy, good friends to this day. And he was at a summer league, and uh, he told me he was walking across the court. Majerus comes up to him, hey, 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 do, do, you, do you know the, the Killahan guy from Salt Lake? And my friend says, uh, no, 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 well, yeah, no, 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 real, no, yeah. Well, he, he'd been in my house here. When I'd go to, to California, I'd stay over at his house. <laughs> but he wouldn't admit it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't admit it because Majerus would give him info and then he'd feed it to me. <laughs> you know, I'll kill a ham. <laughs> yeah. Like I had a high school coach in town. Uh, call me. I just got done with Rick. He's on his way. Uh, he's in uh, Oregon now. He's on his up. Uh, he's on his way to Washington to seal the deal with Luke Ridenour. Uh So I call Ridenour, who ended up playing in the NBA a number of times, a number of years, I should say. And it was down between Oregon and uh, Utah. And I said, "How would you describe your game?" He says, "Well, uh, I." I kind of look at myself as another Jason Williams, not John Stockton. Jason Williams, what do they yeah, call yeah. him? White chocolate or something? Absolutely, Mister Flamboyant. And I said, to him, he was good too. He he's a highlight guy, but he was good. He wasn't John Stockton, but he was good. Jason uh, Williams, yeah. yeah. And Ridenour says, yeah, I patterned my game after uh, Jason Williams. How about I said, how about John Stockton? No, I thought, my friend. You better go to Oregon. Here, let me give you Jody McTavish's <laughs> number. Because <laughs> you, if you're patting your neck game after Jason Williams and not John Stockton, you're going to have trouble. <laughs> That's what I always say. Like, Jim was so lucky he didn't grow up a generation before and, and be a Utah fan because his whole career would have changed. He would have led the, he probably would have led the, the, the nation in bench bench minutes yeah uh, as long as you play defense i don't care how well you can shoot so buker that night he's all hot and bothered and i had learned majerus ain't going anywhere he's just flirting with all these things because he's bored and he'll he'll listen to everybody and like uh, that he was going to take the asu job uh when we were over at the original 1280 and coach rick called in to say goodbye to me i don't know if you remember that uh <laughs> He did? Coach, not Coach Majerus. Oh, Big Rick did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember now. Sorry. I was like, wow. No, 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 no. They weren't all tense times. One time I'm at the, I'm at the Tribune office. He calls me up. Yeah, hey, what's up? You got to get home, man. You got to get home right now. You got to get home right now. Your wife's got an issue. You need to be home. Get out of that office and go home right now. What the heck? Oh, okay, coach, I'll call her. <laughs> so I call her, and she had been receiving a series of prank phone calls. And in the midst of receiving a series of prank phone calls, Rick calls my house. And she picks up, and she's flustered and nervous, and, and it's him. And he's trying to settle her down. Oh man, I wish I had audio of this. <laughs> and he's, Hold on. Gold. he's really concerned. Oh, yeah. oh, 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 he is genuinely concerned. Yes. He'd met her a couple of times here and there at hotels, 
This is just in passing. But he's generally concerned that she's disturbed. And he calls me up, orders me to go home because she's upset. Because and, and we didn't have caller ID then, and somebody and she's a teacher and some you know the students get her number, they're harassing her, blah blah blah. So it wasn't all uh, cantankerous at all times. Yeah, I mean, you can imagine your wife when she answered. He had a lot of good in him. She thought maybe he did actually. Yeah. He actually did, but yeah, she. He, I can just hear like her initially thinking it was somebody pranking again. Right, right, right. Changing their voice. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah, hello. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know, can I speak with Pat? Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, and she, she didn't know. Yeah. So I, I just, I, I remember that, that situation. So it's funny, you bring up his career, that chasing thing, and it was so, it was so him. But how crazy it is now that that's become the norm for everybody. You know, it's like this wily coyote and, and roadrunner scenario where soon the season ends, man. Oh, yeah. You, you drive by any, any college uh, basketball facility, and you'll see three of the five coaches out on their phones walking around outside. Because that's what that it just goes crazy about that time. It does. And here we got Bucher writing. He quotes an Eastern Conference scout. They're a first round exit from Donovan being in New York. Well, really, what do you people think of this? Uh, and I'm a pot roast shy at 200, but what's the point? <laughs> the incessant buzz around the league is that there are those in Mitchell's circle who believe he is too big of a star for Salt Lake City. Further, some say it's only a matter of time before he joins the former creative artist agency and current New York's pres- Knicks president, Leon Rose. And then the quote, quote from the scout, they're a first-round exit away from... Him being in New York. Why? Nothing Can you imagine is, how much people are in his ear? Nothing has happened this year to dispel the impression that the Jazz are a one-trick pony and a step behind the elite teams in the Western Conference. Okay. Right, what, what's their trick? Now, he's saying their, their trick is three-point shooting. Nullify their three-point scoring advantage, and they are imminently beatable. It's no coincidence that January is the first month of the season in which the Jazz opponents are averaging more threes made, and Utah is 4-9 and nine in the new year. After a 28-9 start, the Jazz have dropped to 30-18. and 18. They're 30-19 now. So they're 4-10 no, in January. But they're a one-trick Pony. There's no coincidence as to why they're four and ten. How do you respond to that, Mister Basketball Expert? Well, I, I don't think you can look at the four and ten and do anything other than say, obviously, their games they should have won. But you're not going to play games without Donovan and Rudy when it matters. Hopefully not. That's not the anticipation. I mean, I am so excited for Game 70. Are you? Oh, I can hardly stand it. <laughs> DJ circled Game 70. And said, this is when we start to really critique. <laughs> he went back and counted back 12, and he got to Game 70. <laughs> I can just see it. Very, very rudimentary. Oh, 82, 81, <laughs> 80, 70. Yeah, he counted it down. Okay, here's the day. Well, that's who he is. Oh, he's very, very thorough. Yeah. Right. If you have a conversation with him, 
which I try Plan not to. Plan 30 minutes. And that's the great thing about it is then I don't have to count because he'll do it. Count back 12. <laughs> <laughs> he'll handle it all. You can always count on DJ. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah he's, he's so consistent. Yeah, he, we just, yeah, absolutely, 100%. But this does bug me. It's like it never freaking ends around here. It's the, the hardest part, too. It's it's always been prevalent, but now with social media and unnamed sources, I mean, anybody can just throw anything out there, and it becomes an echo chamber. So I mean, you hear this so often, but we've never heard it from Donovan's mouth. Now, as Tom Homel said this yesterday at that media roundtable, he said, you know, I like to do this. It's not my style to talk every day and media now. You guys have media every day. And he's right. He's absolutely right. Yes, we have media every day. We've got to feed the beast every single day. Well, and it's not even, <laughs> it's always been every day with the news, right? But it's like almost every half hour now, if you're not, if you don't have something relevant, right? Yeah, but I mean, even like newspapers, and there's no such thing as a newspaper now in our state, or at least here in the community, they're, you know, they're online. So at least, you know, 20 years ago, the paper came out, and then you didn't have anything till the next day. Now you're right. Nothing is anything is everything is basically what is it right now? Like 42 minutes ago, Tony Jones put something out about your guy, Daniel House. Daniel L. House. The Jazz signed him to a second 10 day. So just stuff like that. Right. It's it's ongoing. It's all the time. Constant. Constant. So you got to have something to say. And if you don't have something to say, then I've always believed you make something up. And I think that's what a lot of guys Look at me. I make stuff up all the time. But you got plenty to say. <laughs> but Tom is right. The media world in which we live in now, and especially now when you rely on clicks. You know, before, either you subscribed to the paper, you bought the paper, or you didn't. Now, it's about clicks. you got to have strong opinion. You know, you got to come down. And Stockton does his thing, boom. you got to come down and condemn it, or you got to come... Well, you can't support it, because if you support it, you're thought of as all sorts of phobes and... You know, if you if you support it, you got to kind of be quiet about it. But if you condemn it, join the crowd, and that's the popular way of thinking. Pick up so, a rock, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So and away you go. But that's the world in which we live in. So Buker has his thing here and puts it out. But a scout, what, why would you want to go to New York? Answer that question. When we come back. Ninety-seven five twelve eighty the zone. This is unripe. Guys are doing a hell of a job. My mom used to tell me, everyone's going to get theirs. It all it all comes back in the end. Everyone's going to get theirs at the end of the day. And, and it just might be BYU's turn to get theirs. BYU fan loves that idea. All I'm saying. I will say, the BYU fan loves the idea of going, uh, we don't actually need you that much. And actually maybe mean it. In their best USC voice, by the way. <laughs> oh, darling. I don't think I want to go up to Salt Lake City this year. I'd rather play in Los Angeles. That is unbelievable. Catch Unrivaled with Scott Mitchell and Alex Kieran. Weekdays from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone. Powered by kslsports.com. Okay, if I can find it, I will do it. Tell me where the heck it is. I found it. All right, I want to tell you about homie. You know, finally the way real estate should be. Full service, local agents, and you will save thousands of bucks. Homie, a better way to buy or sell. I am so sick of 
our guys here, the second they get any kind of level of status when they leave him. What do you get in New York that you can't get here? Broadway. Italian food. A very, very large and culturally diverse city. Right? I mean, you'd agree with me there. So you get more people. Yeah. And you win You win contests. The you get voted to the first team. All, allegedly you know, the media who, capital of the world. Who's who's getting voted out of New York? I'm missing. Who, what are you getting there? Who, who on the Knicks is all that? Tibbs. He's the only guy that matters. Yeah. And, Just ask him. And that's what we do. The countdown is on until he gets fired. Of which course. Is, which is virtually every coach. Yeah, I just don't see what you can get in New York. You can get more of it, but what can't you get here? I don't think you. I don't think there's anything. I think. I think that's one of the great. I mean, if you can get the same amount of money or more, well, what, it's what set does it up. Money doesn't matter. Hayward goes to Boston. He's not getting any more money. Right, and it didn't work out great. No, no. I think it's just it's typical. You know, the grass is all, not always greener. And I think, um, but but I do believe that that narrative has been thrown around so much that people actually think it, it's real. But I don't see it as such. I do know living in Utah is a little different, and you know some guys really latch on, and other guys don't. But um, hey, you only have to be here. You're not even here all the time, and and then these guys retire, but they're still they're not even middle age. You can live in New York for 40 years if you want. If you want a culturally diverse city, okay, fine. So retire at 37, and then you got it. You still got probably half your life to live. So you're not here all the time. If Is, is this place that bad? And you got you to run to New York, and the Knicks suck. At best, they're 500, so they, they don't suck, but... But they've sucked for a long time. Yeah. They don't do anything. And their ownership's awful. What did Ewing get out of playing in New York? Didn't win a championship. The greatest star of them all. Championship, as you say. Didn't win. No. What did he get? What advantage did he have? Nothing tangible. Right. What did he have that the statues didn't get? Well, it's why you really appreciate a guy like, for, I'm going to throw Dirk Nowitzki out there. At any one time, you could have said, I'm, I'm sick of Dallas. I don't want to play here. But instead, he just embraced it. See, I think foreign guys are different. They're thousands of miles from home, so what difference does it make? It's true. Lillard's embraced Portland. You know, I always find it's these, these, these middle-aged dudes... Or older, who keep pushing New York. Oh, of course. Because when they grew up, New York was, was a, the epicenter. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, you know, and and it's I live 20 this, miles from downtown New York City. It was one of the places you claim. I claim Jersey, but... Well, I mean, but New York's close enough. It is. And we were, it's a New York medium. You got the New York of course, TV stations. Right. I mean, there's lots of ways to wrap another metro into the PK. Well, market. I live from downtown to Lehigh. That's where you... Yeah. To Yankee Stadium. Right. Yeah. And so, yeah, it was New York, basically. You're a Yankee fan? I'm not. Thank you. No, I never... 
No, I I am warped. I am I am ill. Diamondbacks. Probably. I grew up with two teams of everything, and I was not a fan of any of them. For some reason, so it's a perfect. The water you, I drank forced me to be different. I yeah, but you know. chose the perfect craft then. Uh, yeah, but I didn't know it at the time. But you obviously <laughs> broke that with your favoritism for University of Utah here in the market. Oh, no question. Yeah, there's two things I can't do without, and that's BYU and Utah. Actually, I hate them both. But they've been good for your career. They've been tremendous. <laughs> I love the people there. Uh, the coaches have gotten to know them. You stick around long enough, you end up uh, being around them. Uh, I was thinking about this, man. We talked a lot about football yesterday. There's a chance, Kalani Sataki is 46 years old and his wife is expecting that their kid can be best buddies with one of the guys that Kalani coaches, their sons that is or daughters. Crazy. Yeah. <laughs> Because BYU players, they have kids left and right, and Kalani's wife is expecting, so they could end up being peers. Man, he's taking on a whole <laughs> new... I, when I saw that, I was like, wait a second, what? I, I, I've got the grandkid legacy going already, so I've got a 16-year-old. I'm, I'm staring down the, the empty nest situation pretty closely, a couple of years. Oh, I'm counting it down. <laughs> no, nope. got the calendar out. We had to just meet with the counselor yeah, uh, Wednesday on preparing for graduation. This is it, right? You're, yeah. Oh, can we speed this up anymore? Anything we can do to get this even earlier? Any packets you can turn in? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Get extra credit. Get done quicker. Yeah. Get out of my house. <laughs> yes. That for sale sign's going up. There's a a, a a broadcaster in town once told me, yeah. Once they get out, sell your house and get smaller because then they don't think it's their house and then they can't come back to it and they don't have keys. Oh, yes. That's a genius idea. Man. I think when my last kid, you know, when Anna leaves the, the nest, I'm going into the witness protection program and none of my kids will ever be able to find me. I'm done giving them money, man. <laughs> That's just joking. <laughs> Yeah. But you almost have to go into the witness protection program to not still pay for stuff. Uh, Oh, I got one 10 years older. Uh, Can we stop paying the car insurance? No, no, no. We have to help her. I listened to Dr. Laura and she says, no, Uh, I don't care. Here we are. Is it ever going to end? Not on. I'll be working till I'm 80. You me and are, DJ. You guys are scaring me here. I'm way behind both of you. Oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. got so much to look forward to, Yak. If you call that looking forward to. <laughs> 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 I was listening. I think it was uh, Jim Ursay, uh, one of the satellite things they had him on. And he said, yeah, little kids equal little problems. Big kids equal big problems. Oh, pass the aspirin, please. All right. A guy who will answer a lot of your questions as far as the jazz go. His name is David Locke. He's joining us next. Stay with us. 97.5, 1280 The Zone.